0: This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Thanks for being with us on this Sunday morning. We're going to talk about a case now that has gone through the court system in this country, and it has to do with immigration law and conditional sentences. And Kaylee DiPuma is the acting litigation director at the B.C. Civil Liberties Association and joins us on the line. Good morning to you. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. Uh, Talk us through if you could. I know that the case can get a bit confusing going through all the levels of court, uh, but we're talking about an individual who was a permanent resident uh, who uh, was charged in connection to running a marijuana grow up and was given a conditional sentence. So how did how did things go from from when that happened?
1: Uh, Yes, so Mr. Tran, who's been a um, permanent resident since 1989, was given a 12-month conditional sentence, and and that means that he served no time in prison for his offense. After he was sentenced, he was referred to the Immigration Division of the Immigration and Refugee Board. There's a provision in our Immigration Act in, in Canada that says that where permanent residents have been convicted of an offense punishable by a maximum term of imprisonment of at least 10 years, or where they've committed offense and given a sentence of at least six months in prison, that they can be deported. And the Immigration Refugee Board looked at Mr. Tran's situation and and found that he was inadmissible to Canada. Um, and that was because um, the punishment for his offense at the time um, that he uh, had his immigration hearing had been increased from seven years to 14 years, and that put him over that 10-year period. Um, 10 year provision um, that I just mentioned. Um, now, the reality is that Mr. Tran served no time in prison, um, and that at the time he committed his offense, the maximum penalty uh, for it was seven years. And there's a provision in our charter that says that the person um, who's uh, accused of crime gets the benefit of the lesser sentence that was available at the time that they committed the offense, the notion being that the penalty that a person um, should bear should be should be the one that was in place at the time that they committed the crime. Right. Right. Um, so the, the Supreme Court of Canada looked at this case um, and agreed with the BCCLA's submissions that, um, that Section 11 applied to Mr. Tran, which means that he gets the benefit of that lesser penalty of seven years, so he's not kicked out for that. Um, and they also held that a 12-month conditional sentence is not a term of imprisonment, um, which means that, um, that Mr. Tran uh, is, is eligible to stay in Canada.
0: Uh, and and so what it basically is saying is, as well, then, the crime that has been committed, it, it's not so much the sentence that you are given, but is it, is it the possible sentence that comes with the crime that is the determining factor?
1: Yeah, it's both uh, in the Immigration Act. So it's both the sentence you were given if you were given more than six months in prison, or if the maximum penalty for the crime um, at the time you committed it was 10 years or more. And neither of those circumstances apply to Mr. Tran.
0: Uh, so at this state, then, he's allowed to stay? That's right. Uh, I would imagine that there's, there's some people who would see this case and, and be a little put out saying, but, but here you are, you're a permanent resident, you've come to Canada, and you've broken the law. And there would be some people that would go along the line of, if you come to Canada, if you, if you come to a country, you, you, you take up residency, uh, you should be a law-abiding citizen.
1: Yeah, and, you know, we do hear that. Um, the, the thing to think about is that um, the, the, the Parliament made the decision um, to deport people for serious criminality. And, and that determination should depend on the circumstances of the particular person accused of the offence. Um, so it shouldn't be that just any offence that's committed um, could, could lead to the, the drastic consequences of a person being, um, being deported from the country. Mr. Tran has been here since 1989. And people put down roots in this country, and yes, people do make, um, make poor choices. But, but really, Parliament should be focused on, Parliament has told um, the Immigration Board that they should be focused on serious criminality. Um, and that just, wasn't, that just wasn't evident in Mr. Tran's case.
0: And was one of the questions with it going through the the various levels of court and did this case help clarify uh, whether or not a conditional sentence, uh, as you said, a conditional sentence means you don't spend time in jail. But was there some question as to whether or not that could be counted when looking at deporting somebody?
1: Yes, that was that was sort of one of the major features of the case. So the language in the legislation is a term of imprisonment of more than six months. Um, has been imposed. And so the question was, um, whether that, uh, term of imprisonment, uh, included a conditional sentence where, um, there was no time spent in prison. The person served their sentence in the community, um, on conditions. And if they satisfy those conditions, um, then, then their sentence is complete. Um, the Immigration and Refugee Board interpreted term of imprisonment, uh, as including conditional sentence and the court disagreed. And that makes sense because, um, a conditional sentence is a is a much lighter penalty than a term of imprisonment, and it puts people in an absurd situation. Mr. Tran, if he'd been sentenced to five months in jail for his offense, could have stayed in Canada unquestionably. So, so it's absurd that someone should be seeking jail time. We don't want people seeking out time in prison in order to to stay in Canada. Um, so, so the court said that was just an absurd result. Um, yeah.
0: Right, because somebody who had perhaps committed a more serious crime, who was given a jail sentence, then but not a jail sentence of of going past the uh, the time limit, could potentially stay in Canada, whereas Mr. Tran would have been deported.
1: Absolutely, and, and could have stayed in Canada without question. And so, so it just conditional sentences are given to people for lesser offenses who who the court believes, based on the evidence in front of them, are unlikely to reoffend. So it's the unique circumstances of that person that would lead to, to that kind of lesser sentence. And it makes no sense that that same person, um, had they, had they not had those, uh, factors militating their sentence, um, could have, could have stayed in Canada after serving, you know, five months in, in prison.
0: Does the case open up or, or are you aware, do, do judges consider Uh, The immigration status of somebody when when sentencing, knowing what the rules are as far as whether or not, because it can be the difference of a conditional sentence or the difference of a few months on a a potential jail term on whether or not somebody is deported. Do judges look at that, do you think, before they come out with their sentence?
1: You know, it's, that's a great question, and, and the law in that area is evolving. It used to be really um, that, uh, that judges did not look at that. Um, but what we've had now is, is the Supreme Court of Canada confirming that, um, that deportation or immig- immigration consequences are penal consequences that flow from committing uh, an offence. And so, um, under that theory, a, a trial judge, when faced with a, a person and in their individual circumstances, um, immigration consequences would be one of those circumstances. Um, so it does make sense for, for a judge to look at that. And certainly in this case, um, uh, you know, if I had been a trial judge, maybe I would have given Mr. Tran um, prison time over a conditional sentence. And again, that's what the Supreme Court of Canada said was so ridiculous about about how the system was, was being interpreted.
0: It's interesting to look at it, too, because, uh, and like you said, somebody uh, of a more serious crime uh, with a smaller sentence could be allowed, because I think that's where people get angry, in that if we see cases of a hit-and-run, or where there's been loss of life, and if somebody is sentenced to house arrest, or if somebody is given a, a sentence... That doesn't seem to fit the crime, it just I think even adds to more more adds to it even more that somebody could have faced deportation but has instead come to this country, perhaps done something to claim a life and is still allowed to stay here
1: yeah and you know the, these are these are difficult questions i mean at the BC Civil Liberties Association, what we say is that um the, the system whatever it is whatever parliament decides around around the immigration system but it needs to be it needs to be fair and it needs to be just and it needs to be uh humane um because uh you know these are people that have a legal status in Canada and, and we need to treat them fairly um so so this is a great example uh, of that and i think if people really step back and understand um kind of uh, uh, what's at stake for people um, and and I think that they're going to realize that, that in at least in Mr. Tran's situation, uh, this is the best result for for Mr. Tran and it's a good result for Canada.
0: And do you think it will have will have an effect on cases uh, other cases moving forward?
1: Absolutely. This is a huge um, clarification in the law for the immigration Refugee board. Um, So they know now uh, that they can't kind of interpret the law that broadly, that it really is about people who spent time in prison or where they they had a maximum penalty at the time. They committed the offense of 10 years or more.
0: All right. Well, it's an interesting case uh, for sure. And thank you so much, uh, Kaylee, for coming on uh, and explaining it uh, in a way it now makes a whole lot more sense to me, hopefully to the listeners as well. But thank you so much for your time this morning. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me, Jill.
0: All right. Thanks again. Vancouver's News. Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.